the Movie Hour, episode 122, February 24th, 2011. Spoiler alert, the following our programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Welcome one and all to our beloved podcast, the Alan Rucks Run Amok Movie Hour. It's I'm Greg Maloney. <laughs> it is, it is. I'm Greg Maloney, and tonight we have a full crew with James and Jeff both in the studio, as you just heard. It's good to have the gang finally back together. It is nice. It is nice. It's like being complete. Yeah, nice. I feel I felt really bad about missing last week. I really missed I don't know, I, I just felt like half of a person all week. I'm really happy that I have you guys back in my life. Yeah, and you you sounded terrible too. You've been a little under the weather, a little under the weather, but you're bouncing back. Feeling That's okay. That's what we're now. here for. We're your, we're we're your support group. This is <laughs> what people don't know is this is a required meeting for you every week. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we're enabling, but here, you know, we want you to feel better. I feel like that's like some sort of horrible sitcom. Like this is part of my uh, this is part of my sentence. <laughs> he didn't have idea. insurance, and he he's uh, a butler. Yeah. Um, so getting, catching you back up a little bit, Jeff. I J- James and I just took over, did a, took care of a lot of business while you were gone, a lot of business, and we talked a little bit about upcoming movies. We're gonna jump right back right into it, and some of them being. Uh, ones we highlighted that we were sort of interested in either for why they were going to suck or going to be good or whatnot. Um, I think I had mentioned to me before, Hall Pass, The Adjustment Bureau, Paul, Sucker Punch, whatever. Did any of those four movies strike you as, like, those are the movies that at least we called noteworthy coming up. Do you think any of those are noteworthy in your in your eyes? Um, you know, your perspective? Uh, the Paul movie, I gotta say, I, I'm probably not going to see it in the theater, but I'll, I'll Netflix that movie. I, I, those guys have earned a lot of good faith. Um, right. You know, true. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It, like, it, it, it'll be a couple of bad movies, or one really bad movie. Um, and Run Fat Boy Run didn't have uh, Nick Frost, so we won't count it. Um, <laughs> but uh, before I stopped being interested in, in, in what they had to say. But uh, I think that I am a little worried about Mr. Uh, the, the Paul himself. The, Seth Rogen yeah. doing the voice. Yeah, it's, it's I, just... I like I like Seth Rogen. I'm just I just worry about I worry about an anim, uh, an animated character like that and how Amen. good it can be. Right. That's what Jim was <clears throat> very worried about it. That's and like you said, it's a very, very good point of just Nick Frost and Simon Pegg have a lot of uh, we got a lot of money to throw around still in terms of my uh, my loyalty with them. And I, I I'm still not going to go see this movie. But if I if I hear anything great at all, I'll be shocked because it just looks looks bad. And the he, uh, Adjustment Bureau looks like have you guys ever seen Dark City it came out in like 1998 or something like that? I have not, but I know what you're talking about. Same plot, basically, uh, except for it's aliens in that. I don't know if it's aliens in this, um, but like I, I don't know. Uh, and uh, like one guy figures out that these that this group of uh, you know this group of people like constantly changes reality so that people uh, you know like live in this specific uh, world that they like set the Matrix, up. sort of like the Matrix, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm generally not terribly interested in it but who knows maybe it'll be a late night viewing uh sucker Sucker punch um i don't know i I found some websites on the internet i like better Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right last but not least hall pass owen wilson you're the bread butter i'm i'm desperately trying to think of anything he's been in that i've really liked him in aside from um uh, Wes Anderson movies. Wes Anderson movies and um, that one awesome movie, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. 
Uh, that one that's true. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just drawing an absolute blank. I mean, he, the, I Spy, Shanghai Noon. Come on, he did Cars. But Taylor. <laughs> hmm. True. Um, Z- I haven't seen Zoolander in a long time. I remember it being somewhat funny, but I don't. Okay, fair I don't, enough. You, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite. He's all, all right. right. But I don't know. This this looks like shit, which makes me sad. I'm more sad for uh, Stephen Merchant, who is the really tall British guy that's in this. He works a lot with Ricky Gervais, and I think he's awesome. And I would like to see his career do well, but this does not look like a good way to start that. Yeah, he plays the <laughs> the, the secondhand weird uh, military guy in the British office. Is that you're talking about the? Um, no, 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 no. That, that I know who you're talking about, but no. This looks like him. It, it, it's, it's his friend. He shows up in like one episode. Oh, really? Okay. He's like super tall and has like googly eyes, and he's, he's, he's sort of. Um, but he's, he's a, he's a writer. He's, he's not that guy. That guy was in like Pirates of the Caribbean and shit. Interesting. If you need to uh, feed your Ricky Gervais love, he was on last week's Simpsons and was pretty good. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> they were doing an award show. Yeah, it's a. They were doing an award show circuit, and he was at one of the award show. And at the bar, there's a sign with his picture on it that said, "You know, don't let this man host this award show." And he was at the bar, like talking, you know, schmack with the, the, the uh, bartender <laughs> stuff. It was pretty funny. The one other thing I want to mention about this is uh, I was last week I talked about how Jason Sudeikis was in the Always Sunny episode, and how it bothered me. And have you have you li- listened to this guy? Like, have uh, heard any of his comedy or anything, Jeff? No, I I, I so know like very little the, about him. Yeah, he, he plays isn't he a Saturday Night Live guy. I don't is. know. Yep. Actually, is he? he is. Wow, that that shows you how much I've been keeping up with Saturday Night Live in the last three years. Um, but yeah, it's his. I don't know. I don't know if it's his mannerisms or what, but he just rubs me the wrong way. And, and I like old school Saturday Night Live, like Jimmy Fallon and stuff. <laughs> Boom! Great one. Yeah. So, <laughs> comic gold. What's upsetting guys. is I had a perfect I'm segue. That aren't true. I had a perfect segue with <laughs> him talking about awards, and uh, of course the Oscars are going to be happening uh, the twenty oh, seventh, I think. So you'll probably you'll be seeing yeah, those or hearing about them before uh, our next podcast. So we wanted to revisit them a little bit. And the main thing I, I thought of when I wanted to, when I wanted to put it on the the rundown to talk about, I'm just like I don't want to talk about the Oscars. Like it doesn't impress me anymore. And I think I've just been I don't know I don't know if disillusion is the word, but they've lost me. I I'm not interested, and I'm happy they have these these movies aiming for a goal, and we have some little bit of standard to see who can win what. But the more I thought about it, it just irritated me. And uh, like Jim, are you like I know you had a, some last two Oscars. Like you're like their number one fan, and the last two Oscars were sort of a letdown for you, weren't they? Weren't they? Yeah, like, last, the, like the last show year's was horrible, uh, right. mostly because of the hosts, Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin were not good. Um, <laughs> uh, this <laughs> year is is weird. I don't know. It's a very strange hosting with uh, Franco and uh, what's her face, the girl who just got signed for Batman. I knew Franco uh, was doing it, but you're oh, talking uh, and Hathaway. Hathaway. Yeah. yeah, Hathaway. So those two are doing it, and that just seems weird to me. I'm kind of hoping they just host the show and don't perform, and you know, just do that. If, if right. that's the case, then I'm I'm happy with that. Um, I kind of hope James Franco doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> I like him too much for this. That's like I guess I guess I'm happy that. I'm happy the awards happen and that it exists, but just the event itself and the 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 showbiz of it, which is, I completely, I just 
doesn't make sense really, but um, it just bothers me. And I was trying to think of like what we could change the Oscars to, at least the, the presentations or maybe even the categories to make it interesting to me, and I could not come up with anything. Best like, Wes Anderson picture. Best, <laughs> best Wes Anderson picture out of three. Um, like maybe do – can we vote people off? Can we just turn it into a democracy and everybody can just vote? And register your email. And How about ritual right. sacrifice of some young star or starlet every single year? Interesting. Could do that. It's not a bad idea. Um, like, I don't know if I need more stand-up, like, more s- skits or something, because there seems to be plenty of those, but maybe it's just the musical God. acts that bother yeah, me. That's what, the part but... that I don't want. I just, I just want it to, like, get down to business and get going with it instead of do all the, the little small talk before the award stuff. Like, I don't mind it when the host does something, but when a pair of presenters come out and they try and be funny with their dialogue, it's... Oh, it's so turns bad. Me off. Yeah, it turns me <laughs> off so much. Like, I don't mind when the professionals are supposed to be doing that, but when you get, you know, someone like Jessica Alba and Harrison Ford trying to be witty with each other or something, it's just like, You no, were no. in Star Wars, and I have a great ass. Ha-ha! Next film. Yeah, so you it's... Know, I that had a thought along those lines because I hate that too because it's all such like canned, horrible – like the jokes, even if you had really funny people delivering them, which sometimes they do, sometimes, yeah. it, it's just going to be bad. Like the jokes are just bad. So I was thinking instead of having like this – these written jokes that they look at the teleprompter and read and everybody's – you know, they're stupid, they take the lifetime achievement person and – they roast him. Everybody who comes up has to tell a joke <laughs> to about the lifetime achievement person, and like as brutal as they want to be, <laughs> he's the face of a cauliflower. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> most of, I mean, I'm sure most of the jokes would suck, but like occasionally, like a couple times a year, you'd have a really good joke. I think the one thing, <laughs> the one thing I like they do, and I think that if they did more of it, would appeal to me. And break down, yeah, break down all the stupid jokes that just waste time. The the musical acts, I, I'm I'm sort of in between on, but I do like it when they, um, like reference historical events and like this is why this person's winning this award, like what they do with the lifetime achievement award kind of thing. Yep. Um, and I don't know how they could do it, but if they could do like more modern history of like you know putting this movie together, this is what happened, and you know then do their best like for the best picture nominees or something. I don't know, but. If it were more real information and less right. scripted jokes and awkward silences, like I think it would be better. But I don't know. It's, the, it's the one thing they did to improve recently is have several presenters for the lead actor and actress award, where it was somebody they worked with or known right. in the past, and they've Except talked for Alan a Arkin about the person. Pronounced his guy's name wrong. I think. Yeah, they got his. Yeah, they got his. Yeah. Said like like Seymour. Seymour Philip Hoffman. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Awesome! I couldn't believe he said it, but yeah, I mean stuff like that is kind of cool. Walsh I like that. Right? Uh, Walsh that was Red, but that's okay. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you're so right about that too. <laughs> um, the irony here is that I got it wrong. That's... <laughs> so. Yeah, um, Jim, will you be watching this year? I, I want. Yeah, to, I, yeah. Take I, I watch every year. Last year was the first year I truly didn't like it. Uh, the years before that, I mean, they're, they're, it is, a, you know, I don't know, just stupid entertainment sometimes, but 
I don't mind it. It's kind of the Super Bowl of movies for me. Right, I, I want right. to see who wins the big awards, and I want to yell at the screen when Saving Private Ryan doesn't win and shit like that. <laughs> but every year it doesn't win. It pisses. You're still off. screwing them. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, think of that, and I got like we bone you in a previous year award, like just yeah. a bunch of things that didn't get nominated or didn't win and should have, like and uh, just movies. It doesn't need to be act. Well, maybe actors and actresses too. Just best best lead, and just throw in like people. For, like, and it's got to be from the last, say, 20 years, so you don't – because every, otherwise every year they'd be giving it to some piece of shit movie from 1922. Right, right. God, they should put and, me in charge of this. I have and with that idea, this. I think we're going to move on to the movie reviews because uh, <laughs> it's such so fantastic. Uh, Jeff, you've been – You've been absent, so I think we'll give the floor to you first. If you if you're ready, if you're pr- if you're ready to go, I'm I'm primed, I'm pumped, okay. I'm ready to go. Um, I, before I even kick off, though, I just want to say I saw dinner for schmucks and it was awful. I should have listened to Greg. It was yeah. terrible. It was off, like really, really, really bad. Waste of time. Worse than a waste of time. I am a worse person for having seen it. I'm trying to remember. I I I need to go back to that <laughs> review. Because I, I think there was one person in that movie, like it was some side character that I really liked, and that was I mentioned it, but I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to get the tape on that. We'll, we'll work on that in the meantime. It wasn't Zach. I don't think Galifianakis. So. It was one of the other random comedians in that movie. Uh, right. So Jeff, what what uh what did you want to review? Um, I saw a movie. I don't know if it actually even had a theatrical release. It was called In the Loop. It came out in 2009. Uh, it's it's a it's a British movie, so it probably had a. Uh, a theatrical release there, but it was about the uh, the build up to uh, an unnamed war in the Middle East. You can kind of tell it's supposed to be the Iraq War, though. Um, between and it's sort of this uh, like back and forth between people in the British and the U.S. government, and it focuses uh, mostly on kind of like lower people, like uh, like aides and things like uh, you know like uh, aides to politicians, right, and, and stuff, and uh, and kind of like a couple of like lower rung politicians. But uh, it's it's pretty good. It's kind of it's it's funny in a in a in a British way, I guess. Um, Stephen Coogan has a uh, has a bit part, and I am Coogan. Yeah, I'm crazy about him. It's no no uh, no uh, secret. But uh, James Gandolfini's in it. Um, he's probably the most recognizable star, if you will. Um, there's a guy named Peter Capaldi that looks vaguely familiar, but I, I can't figure out what I've seen him in, um, at all, but he's, he's like one of the more main characters and he's just this incredibly foul mouth, like British get things done kind of guy. And it's, it's really fun. Like he's like verbally violent uh, and it's a really great performance by him and it's it's a it's sort of a sort of a funny movie and uh sort of like i don't know i i liked it it's 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 not great but it's it's definitely entertaining while you're watching it and the dialogue is really good so so it's it's uk representatives like the prime minister and whatnot but the lower people of the house or something that they have right like the prime that. minister and the, the president like none of those people really make like any appearance it's like the lower people of the house and then like a, like an american general and maybe like a couple of like cabinet members or like you know people in the u.s house but more like more so than them even like their assistance and right and, and talking about whether or not they want to go to war or is it just a little right, discussion kind of about like you know like some people are sort of pushing for it and other people are sort of pushing against it and it's, it's right it's uh it's kind of interesting, right? And two thousand, yeah, two thousand nine. That wasn't that long ago. And, yeah, it's uh, not like a documentary or anything like right. that. Right. It's it's right. just sort of in that type of you know like in that climate. Cool. Would you recommend it to uh, um, to the general you, population the, or just some, like some uh, if you like the West Wing but wish that it were way more foul mouthed? I think you would really like this. 
Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, James, what you get? Well, speaking of the West Wing, I just finished my last of those episodes. Just got done watching them. It was great. Again, Can't recommend oh, right. those this enough. Is, this was a rewatch. Uh, yeah, this is my third time through, maybe. <laughs> yeah, totally love that stuff. That's why but, you're hot, uh, shit, Jim. That's why you're hot. Shit. This is why. This is why. <laughs> this is why you're hot. Um, I. I did end up seeing two movies as well, um, and I guess I'll start with the British one as well, since uh, Jeff used his British one. Uh, I saw Death at a Funeral, a uh, 2007 release, uh, directed by Frank Oz. Um, basically, the guy that played Yoda? Yes. That is fucked up. Fuck. Yeah, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, it takes place at a funeral, uh, present-day England, uh, and the funeral takes place at the widow's home. Uh, Death at a Funeral is a comedy that kind of starts off small and with little mix-ups and like character quirks and stuff like that. But throughout the movie, it builds up to a more manic state, uh, mostly due to two events. One, um, a boyfriend who's trying to impress the family getting accidentally drugged, and two, a mysterious visitor who has a link to the, the dead father. Um, not a all-star cast here. There is a few people that uh, you'll recognize, like Alan Tudyk is in it. Uh, he's entertaining as the boyfriend who gets accidentally drugged. Uh, Peter Dinklage is in it as the mysterious visitor. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention a guy named Andy Nyman, who is just one of the, the guests at the, the funeral. He plays this chatty, neurotic guy. And he does pretty good, but he has this one scene that's just it's really funny and really impressed me. Uh, the film overall is a little underwhelming, but uh, I think it's a decent film, and it, it has a few laugh-out-loud moments, so I think it's worth a watch. Wait, didn't Given... this get remade into like a uh, like a Chris Rock and uh... Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence, Martin. I think is in it. <laughs> yeah, <Great>. so, yes, <laughs> Danny Glover. Well, what's interesting yeah. is Peter Dinklage is in both remakes. Right, right. Oh, yeah, so and I'm, playing, I'm assuming he plays. The... Yeah, I, I believe so too, based off of the commercials I've seen for the remake. <laughs> so. What they couldn't get their own. Uh, <laughs> midget? Who? Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you gonna say, Greg? Who? What are you gonna say? Um, oh, those people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Anyways, I should have known. <clears throat> I should have known Frank Oz. Uh, a lot of more of the Frank Oz directing movies, like uh, obviously a lot of the the puppeteer stuff. But um, he did the score, which well, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that bad. He directed quite a few things. Uh, but you're saying the score, the movie wasn't that bad. <laughs> the score of the movie wasn't that bad. You didn't. You, you didn't see it, did you? Yeah, Robert De Niro <laughs> playing a, or at least playing a fake, uh, retarded person. It was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. Okay. It was. It wasn't the best. So, it, was, uh, it wasn't the best. No. <laughs> let's go to let's go to Jeff's second movie. Jeff, go ahead. Oh, I don't... Am I reviewing another movie? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. 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 We can. We can stop. No. No. That. I can. I can do this. Um. It's gonna be a fast one though. Um, okay. Okay. So. Uh. <clears throat> on Netflix, there was a movie available called The Mark Pease Experiment. Um, or, no, I'm sorry, not Experiment, Experience. Um, okay. And I was um, sort of conned into watching it despite a low uh, a low user rating for me, which I usually trust, um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was with my girlfriend, and she doesn't like watching action movies or scary movies or really, like, a lot of movies. So um, not to say that she doesn't like watching movies, just sometimes she's not in the mood to watch anything that's, like, intense. Right, um, okay. That movie has a lot of people in it, though, doesn't it? 
And that's the thing. So I saw this, and it's got Jason Schwartzman. It's got Ben Stiller. It's got Anna Kendrick. Um, I know those people. I like those people. <laughs> I'm familiar with this cast, right? Right. So, I, you know, I was kind of happy. I was like, all right, I'll go with that. Uh, directed by Todd Luizzo, you know, who who is um, – he played Dick in uh, High Fidelity. Um, okay. So, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I know him too. It was <laughs> – it was awful. It was probably worse than um, Dinner for Schmucks. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was really, really <laughs> terrible. It was uh, I, like the story just it. You weren't like you were clearly supposed to be rooting for somebody, but it wasn't. You really couldn't tell who. Because uh, a drama I, or it's sort of like a like it's I, I I guess it was a comedy, but it well there weren't like funny parts. There weren't even like trying to be funny parts like ben stiller's character was kind of uh like he would have been amusing for like 30 seconds in like some sort of sketch i guess but uh it, he plays like the drama teacher who takes himself too seriously anybody seen that before i don't know it was really <laughs> bad really really bad don't don't see this ever don't ever go toward near this um and to mention i went to the todd luizzo's uh, director credits. He's only done two other things. One was a short, and this is his, his latest. So give him a break if the directing wasn't very good. But he also he he, he, he wrote he was, it too. Yeah, he was part of the, he was part <laughs> the of the writing team. Good so. movies. He knows what good movies look like. This is <laughs> this is not it. No. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm <clears throat> happy you're back, Jeff. I'm happy you're back. Yeah. Um. So we actually have sort of a sort of episode short episode for you guys today. Uh, we uh, my second movie. No, I thought you did two movies. So no, okay, no, go ahead, go ahead. I did two movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's all right. We can move on if we really want to. No, uh, I ended up seeing uh, like another shit. movie uh, called How to Train Your Dragon, 2010 movie. And in case you missed the gazillion were you trying commercials. to a kid or something? <laughs> What's that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. That's not worth saying twice. <laughs> um, it's a computer animated film about a, a young boy named Hiccup who uh, lives in a Viking village who prides itself on battling dragons. And Hiccup wants to be a Viking like that, but soon learns that he's better at befriending them. Um, that's the whole gist of the movie. It's a, it's actually a pretty entertaining movie. Uh, Jay Baruchel, I believe is how you pronounce his name, as Hiccup and Gerard Butler as his Viking leader father actually uh, turn in some really good voice acting performances that kind of pull you into this movie. Uh, the animation is actually really good. Um a lot of the movements and expressions on the characters and even the dragon's faces will elicit some, some good laughs on their own. So I, I think it's a good movie. I think you should check it out. Even if you don't, even if you don't have children under five. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining. <laughs> um, I, I should not think about the expressions. I, I remember like two years ago, Greg saying that avatar was going to be like awesome and do gangbusters in the, uh, in the box office and ha- how I made fun of him and how wrong I am and how mad I am about that. <laughs> I hate when Greg's... And now I'm mad all over again. I hate when Greg's right. All right. Uh, go I ahead. Mention, I should mention, I think it's pretty obvious or pretty well known, but there's a second one of these on the way too. So was there like an, an obvious open end ended? Uh, nothing this? that stuck out. No, it was just aside from the fact that it was a cartoon and it did well in the box office yeah it did well in the box office that was the big open-ended part but yeah i mean basically he just turned the village into a bunch of dragon lovers instead of dragon haters that was the end congratulations congratulations (laughs) so uh wrapping up with our our last feature today the parker posey play along and jeff Jeff, you might have to give 
a little I'll give you a chance to defend your answer bring a little bit more more to it because I didn't really remember much of what you told me so I just told everybody that uh um I'm sorry I don't even I think your answer was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid the the question was last week that uh Jeff's question what movie do you like that you would consider an outlier from your usual fare is what I said and Jeff gave me that question off air because he knew he wasn't able to make it and uh yeah, Jeff, did you want to explain your answer a little bit more? And did did we get the heart of your question correct? Like, I think you did, yeah, and I saw some really good answers. But my answer, yeah, it was pretty basic. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, just because I typically really am not that into westerns at all. Um, it's definitely a western. Um, and I'm not into, like, I don't know, it's just I'm not, I'm not into buddy pics. It's kind of like wonky humor, and I, I right. don't know. I'm not, it's just nothing about that movie said, like, screams like, Jeff would love this movie. But I really like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> Two wars? Two I uh, <laughs> buddy, buddy, <clears throat> like that. That's a nice, nice phrase. I might use that one time. Um, right. So, were there any answers that you wanted to uh, bring up from the words? Blade. Blade. <laughs> I'm actually shocked. I had no idea. I've known uh, Joshua, one of the Gungapit.com uh, forum forum goers, doesn't like vampire movies, and that shocks the hell out of me. I never knew that, and. Um, he doesn't like him because it creeps him out. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like he thinks a vampire is going to come and get him, which is also humorous. And it's uh, probably not what's going to happen to him. <laughs> possibly, possibly, it might. It might. But yeah, a lot of good answers, and this is one of those where you can make fun of people for some of their. Well, you can make fun of people's answers all the time. Jimpy. Yeah, <laughs> there were a couple, not just Jimpy. There were a couple. But, uh, yeah, fantastic answers, and again, you can find the question at uh, the Movie Hour page on Facebook and at uh, gungapet.com if you want to answer it and play along there. Uh, my question is next, and sort of in the spirit of the season, like they usually are, because they're fantastic. And uh, as everyone knows, the can't see, but I'm shaking my head right now. Yeah, as everyone knows, the Academy doesn't give a shit about comedies or comedians, for that matter. Um, So we're going to have our own vote today. We're going to get our own vote. Uh, My question is, what comedy do you think deserved to win Best Picture at the Oscars? This year or in general? In general. Now, you're not pitching it against every movie in the world. I actually, since I thought of the question, I went specifically to a year and looked at other people that contested during that year. That's not something you're going to get off the top of your head. But <clears throat> you want. All right, so that's not important for our purposes? Not really. Um, really, I just want you to find a comedy that you think deserved Best Picture of the Year, even though you might not know what else was it was competing with. But something that good, that all around had, you know, what you think is uh, required for, for a... Uh, a win at the the Academy Awards, and I know, um, what what's so funny? What's so funny? I'm just thinking like what it, what I think it takes to win at the Academy Awards, and right? I, exactly. I'm, I'm kind of laughing about right. that. <laughs> uh, it's it's open ended in that way. Uh, my answer is a uh, fantastic one per usual. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is what I'm going to pick, and I got a couple reasons why. Um, it was a 1986 movie, so we'll get to. I, I looked up the competition. We'll get to that in a minute, but. Um, I had a couple other ideas and decided on this one for, for a few reasons. One, it gives Zombie John Hughes a much-deserved nod from Hollywood, which <laughs> Zombie John Hughes is a huge fan of the show, big friend of the show, and he deserves all the respect he can get. That's the number one reason. But um, compared to other comedies I really like, uh, at least a few of them, a lot of the – like I all, all the jokes in this, everything here was scripted as opposed to other great comedies that were more improv now – you might think that's a reason against it, but that's your opinion, not mine. I think 
whoever <laughs> went in and planned this movie and made it, they made it to a point, and that's why it should be deserved deserve to be nominated and win. Um, I also personally love the movie. The performances in it were great, and uh, Mia Sarah doesn't hurt at all either. So that's <laughs> that's my vote. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1986. The competition, which after looking at it, I figured, okay, yeah, it's definitely going to win. You have the one that ended up winning was The Last Emperor, which is about a uh, um, the last emperor in China for some. That's a weird movie. Yeah, I I read a little I've bit about seen it. Part of it. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> I've seen part of it. So that's end of what ended up winning that year. Also, <clears throat> other movies: Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory, Moonstruck, and Broadcast News were the other nominees for Best Picture. This was only when they had five, not fifty thousand nominees. So, uh, yeah, that's my answer. Do you guys uh, anything uh, strike the mind? Yeah. 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 In 1984, a little movie uh, came out with some uh, young startups named Ghostbusters. Damn it. <laughs> wait, wait, I want to go first. I want to go first. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, um, but uh, the movies that were nominated and didn't win for, Oscar, for Oscars that year, A Soldier's Story, Places in the Heart, A Passage to India, The Killing Fields. The winner was Amadeus, which... That was actually, yeah, that was not a good movie at all. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, but I wouldn't say anything special. Now, think about what Ghostbusters has done to popular society, what it has done to to our culture, not just as Americans, but as citizens of the world. <laughs> that's that's sort of the reason I picked Ferris Bueller's Day Off, too, just because it's, it's an iconic film. For It's it's a, it's the ruler at which other movies are, are judged at, at points now, and... Um, yeah, I think that's a good answer. I think it's a fantastic answer. And it was one I thought of, and I just, I, I yeah, I, I strayed away from it for reasons. But, yeah, good answer. James, what you got? Oh, well, since now i got to pick a different movie, um, I might have to go... Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. No, I'll go with, you know, a period piece. A British film. I'll go with uh, <laughs> Monty Python's Holy Grail. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Like it. Uh, that was a, a comedy that uh, I learned to love early in my uh, my film loving career, and it's it's a great satire on a lot of uh, British hit history and stuff, and the performances all roles of everybody since they're all doing multiple roles. I think all of them are great. It definitely takes a, a taste to, you know, like a comedy of that nature, but uh, it, I definitely fell into that uh, category, and I really enjoyed that movie. And it's, I'm guessing it's your favorite out of the, the Monty Python yes, stuff. Yes, the Monty Pythons, yeah. It's my yeah, because he's not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you love the TV show, Mo. I have, I have no idea. Maybe you respect Actually, it. Actually, I've barely seen any of those. I should, uh, have you looked up the competition you would have because it would be intense. i haven't no. it would be intense you've got dog day afternoon barry mm-hmm. linden jaws nashville and the winner one flew over the cuckoo's nest holy so, shit yeah that's a that's, yeah based <laughs> off a competition i wouldn't have won that's for sure <laughs> that's a heavy hitting year right there yeah, that's, yeah, no that's gotta be if you if we went through all of them it would we i bet you would be hard pressed to find a harder hitting year than that uh so except for I, the year that slumdog millionaire won <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't even... I like I like the Monty Python answer. I um Life of Brian, Meaning of Life, all the all like I saw a lot of those when I was younger and it's uh 
yeah it's an and it's one of those comedies and we've talked about this before on the show that like a certain set of things is funny to you the first three times you watch it right and now we're on you know viewing dozens and dozens of times like different things are funny to us and it's it just never ends right there was um and the other thing, again, that the stuff they've done, this might be one of those where you give them the award for just their work in general, because those guys, have, uh, they're a troop, man. They've been doing some serious business. And Terry yeah. Gilliam's still still rocking. He could probably use yeah. the hardware. So um, a lot of people still rocking, obviously, but him directing. Um, right. So uh, the question again for, for those listening and wish to go to the boards with it, uh, if I could actually find exactly what I wrote. What comedy do you think deserved to win Best Picture at the Oscars, or deserves to win uh, the Best Picture at the Oscars? This can be any year, and specifically it doesn't have to do with the competition, but if you want to argue uh, against the other movies that were nominated that year, please go ahead. It's it's uh, it's a fun mind exercise. And uh, right, with your answers, we'll take them, bring them up uh, next week, whichever ones we make feel like making fun of, and that's pretty much it. Jeff, you uh, feeling better back in the saddle? Oh, yeah, rocking, rolling all night long. Awesome. So we'll, we're just going to do a cu- two more hours then, if you're cool. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so, James, Jeff, thank you again for being here, and thank you so much for the input. And I guess uh, maybe I'll see you and watch the Oscars together, James. Maybe. I'll, I'll see if I can fit in my schedule. Groovy, groovy. I will definitely be watching. Uh, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Drive safe. See you later, everybody. The Alan Rocks Run Amok Movie Hour. Take care.